You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's Memorial Day weekend, a great weekend to remember all of our service men and women who have sacrificed so much for us here in the United States of America. So tip of the hat to all of them. And as you're enjoying this weekend, we want you to play a little DFS, have some fun. There's probably going to be some good barbecues. There's probably going to be some drinking. There's probably going to be some fireworks and not just the fireworks you see in the sky, but I'm talking about some offensive fireworks because in Colorado, baby, you got Andrew Kashner going this weekend, Chris, and that is going to lead to some big fireworks, I think. Oh, my goodness. How many home runs is he going to give up? Like, if, if they just kept Baltimore's starters in games, like, they would set records. Like, they already are. I know they're the fastest team to allow 100 home runs just the other day, and then they followed that up with another five or six in the following game against the Yankees. So, yeah, Andrew Kashner in Colorado at Coors is is a bad idea. It is a bad idea for sure, but let's get at it and let's break them down one piece at a time. Let's start with the early games on Saturday. You got Kyle Gibson and the Twins hosting the White Sox, so obviously that uh, that Twins lineup will always be in play in the early slate. Jay Happ's been terrible. He's facing Danny Duffy. I think you have a little contrarian love here for Danny Duffy. And personally, you got you Darvish and Tyler Mall. That's Reds at Cubs in that one. Uh, then you go to Toronto for Edwin Jackson hosting Cal Quantrill. Should be some offense in that bad boy as well. So those are the early games. So, Chris, I'm looking for sure, and I'm thinking we're going to see some offense in Toronto. I think we're going to definitely see some offense uh, as well from the Twins. The question is, where do you go for pitching? Do you go with Kyle Gibson and just try to hope for a win there? Are you trying for a little oppo love with Danny Duffy? Or are you trying to roll the dice with you Darvish, which is always a risky, risky move? Yeah, is it ever? You know, Tyler Molly's been really good this season, and then it's so tough to, you know, roll him out with confidence in Chicago. But, I mean, a 9.4K per nine and a 1.93 walks per nine. He keeps the ball relatively on the ground anyways, 44%. And he's had some really good showings this season. In particular, his latest one against the Dodgers, he had six scoreless and struck out five. I think that may be the contrarian play, but I think if you're looking for cash and just looking to be safe, it's it's Kyle Gibson. He's been He's been okay this year. You know, again, another guy who keeps the ball on the ground, striking out a career high 9.12 per nine. And we've always been talking to the White Sox. It's not the easiest lineup to get through. They have some guys, especially Aloy Jimenez, who is now starting to hit. I mean, he had a couple home runs. I believe he had one off Garrett Cole the other night. Very impressive stuff. But they strike out a ton. So, you know, Gibson could maybe go six, seven innings in this start, get six or seven K and, and the W. That'd be nice. But yeah, you're, where do you go? Well, I think we make a really good case for Maul. And also, the Reds might be in last place and all, but I just saw a stat come across the wire, which I thought was fascinating, which was that the Reds are fourth best in uh, team run differential. So that being said, there might be some uh, better days coming ahead for the Cincinnati Reds. And you Darvish is one of those guys. You just never know what you're going to get. And I think that there's worth the risk there because there really isn't anything clean out there. Duffy, to me, I think has some opportunity with the back end of that Yankee lineup at home. Uh, as a lefty on the mound there too. I think that's probably 
my my second best one, but I think Mall is actually a really good case right now. When we get into the afternoon games, everything kind of changes here when we get to the four o'clock and on because then you got Corbin Alcantara in Washington, you got uh, Suarez and Clark. So again, not a lot to like there with the pitchers, but eventually later on this late, you get Carrasco uh, against. The Rays, and then you've got Vargas for the Mets. When we all know, like we do, we all know we love to go against Vargas there. Chassin at home against Arietta. So really, this is really a day in the four o'clock games too of a ton of offense. I mean, it's hard not to like Mets Tigers for some offense too with Vargas on the mound with a six ERA and it's still a to be determined for the Tigers. It's hard not to like the Phillies and Brewers, those two offenses with Chassin and Arietta, who's been pretty hittable on the mound. So really, Charlie Morton looks like the four o'clock cash game guy and the rest of it I think you just kind of personally I mean you play it safe with uh, Morton or Corbin I mean more you know Morton's probably gonna be slightly cheaper than Corbin so I think I would lean that way would you rather pay up for Corbin or go a little bit cheaper with Charlie Morton against Carrasco who has the tougher matchup in terms of pitcher he's going against yeah he does and uh, he, he also has, hasn't and been pitched well last time so I mean I don't want to kind of dismiss him he did pitch well against the Mets but you know, I don't know. Do you want the Corbin versus the Marlins? I, <laughs> it is it is tough to call, and and he's going to be so expensive. I wonder if he if he's because of the price. Maybe we'll get him cheaper in tournaments, but he's definitely the safest. We we know about Miami, and even Corbin has been pretty hit or miss. But the strikeout upside is there, and I agree. I'd lean Morton over Carlos Carrasco. It's just a better match. We talked about. You know, heading into Friday night's game, Blake Snell and up against uh, this Cleveland lineup, and it's just there's so many holes. They're striking at a time. They're not generating any offense. And Charlie Morton has been really good again. Another year of just success from Morton. The strikeouts are there. Keeps the ball on the ground. Doesn't walk a lot of guys. Really, for the most part, he doesn't, and it keeps him out of trouble. So, those are the two I would I would go to. And man, I can't even I can't even go elsewhere for for value. I just. Even against Detroit, you can't go Vargas. You mentioned Arietta, just a contact guy in Milwaukee. She's seen giving up bombs. Oakland is the Oakland's the stack that I like. Again, heading into Friday, we were talking about them against a lefty. Very, very underpriced on FanDuel. Guys like Stephen Piscotti, Chad Pinder. These these are guys that are basically free squares, and they have great splits. So I think you can afford to spend up on a Corbin and Morton and then just stack Oakland bats. And same thing with Arizona against another lefty in Suarez. Just those are the two best teams this year against lefties, and and for Oakland, they're just not priced expensively. All right, now you do get some intriguing pitchers on the evening slate on Saturday. You got Ryu against Musgrove. Musgrove's been much better. Ryu's been brilliant. It's hard not to favor Ryu, but I'll tell you what: if you want to be contrarian in a tournament, Musgrove's the way to go because he has been very good. The ownership's going to be super low. It is incredibly risky. I'm not going to say it's not, but I think you can make a case for it. And that's been and I am not taking anything away from Ryu. Ryu has been absolutely brilliant. We've talked about it on the show over and over, so glowingly. But, Chris, if you want to try to make some money in a tournament, you want to go contrarian, Musgrove might be the perfect kind of guy, especially when you also have Price uh, and Soroka and some other big-time pitchers on this slate. And you're going to need some money left over for offense because we're going to want all the Rockies we can get against Mr. Kashner uh, on Saturday night. <laughs> Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And you know, you could we could we could play Ryu every single week if we wanted to. We sit here and talk about how good he's been and his command is on par and you know, another good matchup heading into PNC against Pittsburgh who, you know, ranks near the bottom in every single offensive category. And if he took took Bell out of their lineup, they'd be dead last everywhere across the board. But you're you're right about the strategy about 
just maybe fading Ryu in tournaments. And if he gets lit up, then you're not on him and you can afford some other bats. So I look at Mike Miner. We've been picking on the Angels against lefties heading into the weekend, the, the, the worst average in baseball against left-handed pitching. So I think Mike Miner is an option. Sirocco was really good against St. Louis. He just didn't strike anybody out. And the Car- we've been talking about that all year. The Cardinals are just a really good offense. They, they take their walks. They don't have a lot of guys who swing and miss. So that's a risky one to me. I would, I think maybe Musgrove, he also had a good start against the Dodgers earlier this year, Joe, yeah. in L.A. where he only allowed the one run. I, I think that Miner's going to be more expensive than people realize. I yeah, think that when yeah. you look at it, Soroka's going to be expensive too. And then you've got David Price. We know he's going to be in the double-digit K range. Um, even though it's against Houston, I still think he's going to be up there, somewhere around ten grand, probably on both sides. And that leaves us basically with Musgrove and uh, the Colorado Rockies and, and probably the other side of that game too, maybe even a little Orioles as well. But to me, that's the way I'm going personally. Uh, if you, you want to play before the Before we move on. Yeah, sure. You know what? I'm just looking at Skaggs, maybe. Well, what do you think about – I know we like minor, but in maybe in contests where you don't go minor and you go Musgrove, maybe you can go Skaggs. I mean – Or maybe the, you have to go both on a DK in order to get these bats because they're going to be so expensive. You might need both. That might be your tournament pitcher duo on Saturday night in order to get it done because I just don't think you can get minor price no. – uh, or, or Ryu and those bats. I just don't think it's going to work. You're going to want the Aeronautils and the stories of the world. You're going to want all those guys. And I, I just think it's going to be really close to impossible to get it done. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about the Rangers good against righties. That's why I was hesitant against Canning. Now, with Skaggs, 28% strikeout rate for the Rangers is the third highest in baseball against left-handed pitchers. The, the Woba, the average, it all ranks near the bottom 10 for them just because they have so many lefties in their lineup. So, uh, if they come out with a heavy lineup, you're playing the late slate, and they come up with a heavy left-handed lineup again, and I imagine they will. It's just it's hard to avoid. I think Skaggs can be a sneaky GPP second option. Yeah, I I can I totally get behind that. I I I'm I'm with you there as well. I think that's another one too. I think sometimes when you look at a board and you see how much chalk, I think we've all learned this year too. It's good to have a little bit of strange, especially if you're playing tournaments. That's how you're going to put yourself ahead. And it's very difficult because when you see Ryu, you see locked-in production. You see guys like Prices. It's very difficult to fade away from those guys because you're saying, oh, there's all the points. But I'll tell you what, when you're the other offense that I'm going to really like in this evening slate is going to be Boston against Peacock. I really think yes. that there's a lot of opportunity there for them in uh, Houston to put up some runs there. So uh, for me, it's Musgrove. I'm with you on Skaggs. And if you're not going to go all in, as we are, we're going all in, I think, on that Colorado yeah, game Cashner, yeah. then I think it's Boston as the second. And that's one. the perfect way to go to be able to do Red Sox and Colorado. And then just continuing here with Skaggs and just looking here on the fly. So, like, last year, five innings, 7K, zero runs. That was one start he had against him. And another one, 6K, six or 6K over six innings and all scoreless. And then this year, he also faced Texas six and a third and – only gave up the one run. So that's three outings where he's went at least six and he's only given up two runs. So that just proves that, you know, Texas for a long time now have struggled against lefties. All right. So let's move our attention over to Sunday where we got Chris Paddock going against the Toronto Blue Jays. We talked on Friday about the Blue Jays with all the young talent cycling through there. And it's a lot of inexperience. Now Stroman's pitched well. He's got a 280 ERA, but he's also got six losses because an offense just isn't showing up for him. And Chris Paddock has showed us Oh, he is yeah. worth the money. So he is worth every penny. He's got a 193 ERA. I don't care if it's American League. I don't care if it's Rodgers. I don't care anything about that. All I yeah. care is it's Chris Paddock on the mound. It's yes. Well, he's money in the bank, and that's perfectly fine by me. So all in on him on cash games. Uh, you got Zach Wheeler on this slate as well. 
And then uh, looking at the other one o'clock games too, Kenta Maeda and Archer are going to square off against each other. Odorizzi's involved in this one as well. And then you got Verlander against Erod, who Verlander was absolutely brilliant last time out. Woodruff, another guy too. We'll get to him. So there's a lot of early games here before we get to the three o'clock, uh, four o'clock slate here. You've also got Jose Quintana on this board. So let's start at the top. Let's start with Verlander and work our way down. Against the Red Sox, how do you see this working out in terms of ownership? He's going to be pricey regardless. Do you fade him because of who he's going against, or is this an opportunity where maybe you get Verlander a couple hundred dollars cheaper than normal, and you take it, and you hopefully, you know, just your easy single cash game pitcher? Yeah, and I don't know if I'd play him in cash. Like, I love Paddock. You said everything, and you, you were just getting me excited when you were just rattling. Well, I mean, well, and, and also, Caleb Smith is on this one, too, against yeah. the Nationals, which is another exactly. really – I mean, this road, we've hit this grouping a couple times in the last few weeks because they've been on that five-day schedule consistently. Hasn't been a whole lot of missed games for these guys. So I feel like this is the cluster that we mm-hmm. keep coming back to, this group of pitchers, and it, it's a tough one when all these guys are out there. Oh, it, it is for sure. Absolutely. So I think, you know, you're right on Verlander, probably going to get him a little bit with the lower ownership and maybe more of a discount than we're used to seeing. So I think he could be a tournament option if you want. I feel the safest with Paddock, the strongest, you know, there's just so many numbers backing him up and you're right. I don't care about the AL and pitching in Toronto. It's a lot of kids in that lineup and, you know, a lot of free swingers. So I think that's the, that's the play. And, you know, I have no problem going to Caleb Smith against Washington. You know this. I mean, he's already had success against Washington this year, and I'm, I'm not crazy about the Nationals' bats. So the, the two tournament options that you could get, maybe Smith and Verlander, Paddock is my cash game, and I feel pretty strong about Wheeler as well. Just a, a good matchup against Detroit. We talked about this before. He's faced Washington four times this year, and he's just had really bad outings against, you know, the Nationals four times actually all four right. other than that he's he's shown us that you know a little bit of the wheeler of last season so that's the way I would go and it, it's it's really tough I mean even Kenta Maeda is is a decent option in Pittsburgh is a sneaky one if he comes in cheap but usually those Dodgers pitchers are just chalky to begin with and he'll probably be pretty well the Rockies and Orioles are at three o'clock so it depends on how you're going to approach this slate and how you want to break it up if you want to just play the one o'clock only if you want to go all day however you want to figure that out but if you want to get involved again in this Rockies and Orioles game, which I think I do, it's Hess on the mound there for Orioles in this one. I, I think that Odorizzi has a ton of appeal, and so does Brandon Woodruff. Woodruff has pitched really well this year. I know the Phillies have been better, but I'll put my money where Woodruff is. He's 6-1 and one with a 3-5-1 ERA. He's been very solid, and I think he can come away with a W in this one. So for me, it's Woodruff and it's Odorizzi. Those are two guys at home I really prefer, and I'm going to fade the rest of the pack of the top quote-unquote arms in this one, because, again, I just don't think I can. I don't, I don't think I can afford to go to Herman. I don't think I can afford to go to Verlander and get the exposure if I'm playing an all-day slate to the Colorado scene. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And Odorizzi is probably the value play on this board. Um, you know, we don't know pricing for Sunday, but looking at all these high-priced pitchers or all the, the talent atop the board, I think, you know, if you get into that, I believe he'd probably be in the 8K range on DK. You get into that range, and that will allow you to to get some Colorado bats in here because you're going to want to against David Hess, a fly ball pitcher. You're going to want to get some Cubs against Tanner Roark, a fly ball pitcher into Chicago. So you're going to want to have exposure to those two offenses. And even Milwaukee, if 
of course, Yelich comes back and he plays against Eflin. He's another contact guy. So, yeah, that's the way I would go. And and also Oakland. I mean, Oakland is kind of the theme of the show here. They've been the theme of the show since Matt Olson came back in that lineup, Joe. And Mike Leake has struggled all year with command and with his, his contact rate for his career is, is north of 80%. So you're going to have to spend down somewhere. And, yeah, Jake Odorizzi, I think, is – Probably one of my favorites on the board, actually. Now that I'm looking from a full slate, I think I'll have a lot of exposure to him. And if you want, you could also kind of isolate the later games. And what you can do there is you can go with just a – you could play straight up on FanDuel, Luke Weaver against yeah. the Giants. You could do straight ahead there. You can go with the Ranger stack and Luke Weaver, or you can uh, sprinkle in some of the Diamondbacks in there as well. Uh, you can go with those A's. bats also been moderately priced. You could figure out a way combination-wise to do that. You got the Cardinals game at night with Flaherty and Tehran, but really – if you're doing four o'clock only, I think that is a very appealing site where uh, opportunity, I should say, where you can go with Weaver on the single pitcher site, and there's plenty of offense to just play some cash games and uh, you know kind of just change it up over the weekend too. To me, the Wiz is really looking like a, a weekend of isolating early versus late, the ones versus the four o'clocks, so or the, the you know just kind of the the afternoon slate versus the evening slate because I think that if you try to have too much exposure everywhere I just think there's going to be so much variance with so many big pitchers and so many big offensive potential games where you got Milwaukee and Colorado in the same weekend Chris that can add to some huge pay line so I want to kind of I want to parse it out a little bit I want to I want to take some of that variance out of it and just try to focus it a little bit more and try to focus the stacks I like and see if I can get as as many other things away <laughs> from from changing my thought process on that so I don't have to worry about all those different variances with all the ballparks that we have in, in and all some of the bad pitchers we have on this slate as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know what I've just noticed and what we've been talking about for the past week is just there's affordable stacks on FanDuel, you know, the Mets, the Mets are a cheap one in, in Detroit or playing against Detroit and that bullpen has been one of the worst ones in baseball. The Dodgers have been, despite being the Dodgers, like on DK, they're, they're pricey, but guys like Seager and Turner, they're cheap on FanDuel and the same applies for some of these Oakland bats again. So I think that's a good call by you, Luke Weaver, if you're playing in that four, I think even if you're playing just the full slate, I think Luke Weaver will get overlooked and uh, it's you know a pretty good matchup for him against rookie Anderson, John Anderson, and and these bats in Arizona could maybe you know just give him some run support. So it, it is a very interesting slate, especially when you probably get, get some Kevin Crone the- in those games too. I would imagine at least some uh, at some point over the weekend. In which case he's going to be another one of those cheap guys. We keep talking about how when the FanDuel rookies come up this weekend, whether it's Biggio or Crone or whoever else, there's yeah. going to be some you know very slow the uptake on the FanDuel side compared to the DraftKings side in terms of price. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Austin Riley's price hasn't, I mean, he's basically scored a run in every single game. He's got a hit through his first. Yeah, and he's still mid threes on still, yeah. yeah, I mean, it hasn't even changed, right? So, yeah, it's it's going to be that way for a bit. And it's going to be an opportunity, you know, for you guys to jump on some some cheap bats. So, interesting slate. I think, you know, Paddock is the way I would go for cash, Luke Weaver. And then I would take some shots on. If you're playing multiple tournaments, I think you can – it's just an opportunity. Hey, I'll go Justin Verlander because we know Verlander can pitch a gym against the Red Sox. Like, he can overlap oh, sure. like that. And oh, Caleb I'll Smith always take the better pitcher for sure. Team. And I yeah. don't have any oppo love for Erod. Erod is right now dead. No, he's, he yeah, he's out. absolutely done. Hey, very frustrating. You know, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because the kid's got talent. But, you know, and watch. He'll go out there and he'll spin seven scoreless innings and he'll match Verlander. You know, that's the way things are going this year sometimes. But – yeah, yeah I, I think I'm going to stick with Odorizzi, and I'm going to stick with – Yeah, mean, Odorizzi's I mean, a good call. Yeah, I really like – him and Woodruff, too. Because I, I know some people will be on Eflin. 
But I think Woodruff's really comfortable in that ballpark. He's been really good this year, just underrated pitcher. So I, I think that's certainly – and a guy who strikes guys out too. He's got a decent oh, strikeout yes. rate also. So that's something you want to keep in mind. All right. So this weekend from a betting standpoint, uh, you look at some of the overs, even with Andrew Kasher in Colorado, what else kind of peaks your – Yeah. <laughs> what, what would I have to put the number for you not to take the over with with Andrew Kasher on Saturday? <laughs> 14 <laughs> I don't know. even then yeah uh they're gonna have a team applied total that's probably like seven seven and a half but i mean it's a good bet against andrew kashner you know i'm just gonna stick with some trends i'm gonna like the dodgers all weekend on the road in pittsburgh i think there's gonna be a little bit of value there and the same thing with oakland at home and arizona on the road i think those are the those are the strong plays some some safer ones if you want to take obviously the twins are, are going to be in play Every single time um, they take the field, especially against fly ball pitchers and contact guys like Lopez and, and, and whatnot. So those, those, that's where I would go. Um, and then maybe the Padres. I think we can, get, we can feel good about the Padres on Sunday with Paddock on the hill. Yeah, I like that as well. All right, it's time to call our shot for the weekend. And I don't care. I'm going to be chalky. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with Trevor Story over the weekend going yard on uh, Saturday or Sunday or both. I don't know. All I know is that there's no way we're hitting the holiday without a Trevor Story home run this weekend. How about you there, Chris? Where are you going? I'm going to go with Matt Olson. I think despite this game being in Oakland and that spacious ballpark, you know, two good matchups with Kikuchi and Leak, I think we'll see Matt Olson go yard this weekend. All right, there you have it. Make sure you are following us on the Twitter machine at JoePizzaPS17 and as well at LineStar app and Chris Meany and LineStar MLB. If you haven't already, please listen. If you, if you listen to the show, subscribe, rate, and review us. We love to have uh, those five-star reviews pop up and make sure you're downloading the LineStar app and utilizing all the tools and lineup optimizer to make your lineup as successful as it can be. You're going to need the help this weekend. It's very tricky out there. I think the one big takeaway, Chris, is about isolating these games a little bit in terms of the slates, trying not to get overexposed to the entire slate as a whole on Saturday or Sunday because there's a lot of potential points on the board. There's going to be a lot of fireworks, a lot of things going on, and I think that uh, you're better off kind of playing it safer and kind of just streamlining things a little bit rather than just going all day and kind of going through it because I think there's just going to be way too many crazy things that are going to go on that you're going to be unhappy about and it's going to ruin your pay line possibilities. You don't want that to happen, especially on a holiday, right, Chris? Oh, exactly, especially on a holiday. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about cash, especially on weekends. Don't be afraid maybe to shy away from some of the tournament lineups if you want to. I, I know uh, there's a lot of big tournament players out there, but keep an eye on lineups for Saturday, especially Sunday. You, you typically see some stars rest and some lineups get dug around. Well, it does create some Monday value. Because you get a lot of Monday day games coming exactly. out Memorial yeah. Day too. So keep an eye on that LineStar app. They're really good with just spitting out the lineups and some of the value, and, and you'll see the totals move constantly. So it's, it's always up-to-date and live. Yeah, on Monday on Memorial Day, I'm just trying to look at it now in terms of uh, Chris was talking about it too, how that really affects things. You're going to have, oh, it looks like eight oh, or nine do. 1 o'clock games. You know, it, it's, it's going to be a, it's an early slate, that's for sure, on Monday. So you only got a couple of night games, really, half a dozen, really on the evening, but it's, this is indicative of what's going on out there, but don't worry. We'll be here for you to break it all down as we always are on the line star app. So that'll do it for us. And there's only one thing left to do. And that step out of the on deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe, tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts. Joe Pizapia and Chris Meaney.